Welcome back to the Trailer Trashing Podcast. I am your host, Joey Rinaldi, and today we will be trashing Nick Cage movies. With me, as they always are, is our producer, editor, podcast connoisseur, Charlie Weinchank. Cage match. Cage match. And our very funny co-host, the very funny comedian, the ukulele grunge star himself, Derek Blythe. Yeah, it's me. I'm here, too. So I believe we all have passion for Mr. Nicolas Cage. Is that correct? Yeah. Actually, my, one of my favorite movies when I was a child was National Treasure, which I don't think is on the list today. It did not make the list. It, it, it's um, That's actually the big mystery of National Treasure is how it didn't make it onto the pod. Yeah. That was my, my middle school's like go-to if it's like, oh, bullshit day. Let's watch a movie. So it was either that or Pirates of the Caribbean. And it would be that like we watched that twenty times. I I, I have two, but without my school, I I love that movie. No, it was I, so I fun. grew I grew to hate them. <laughs> the Declaration. I'm like, can't our school afford more than two DVDs? <laughs> well, they played those two movies because they're funny and historically accurate. That's true. And it and it says something about how old I am. That I was in middle school during that. I think I was too. No, I was in elementary school because I'm yo 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 young. Oh, then I guess I was in elementary school because I'm younger than you. But you look older than me because you don't keep your hygiene well and you don't moisturize. I don't groom. Oh, that's messed up what you said. <laughs> you messed up. <laughs> I told the whole world. You know who definitely does moisturize? Our good friend Nick Cage. Uh, definitely. He, there's so much controversy around this one actor. Derek, can you go into it? Why this? There's so much the controversy. Beef. Yeah, he's what, also what? very. He's a complex, contrasting, <laughs> acting actor. He's an acting actor who is very contrasting and complicated. It, yeah. the, the debate goes on: Is he actually good? Because he'll give like a five star performance in something. And then he'll go and do some crazy B movie where he screams, and I mean B as in B E E, where he screams <laughs> for like forty five minutes. Not the bees. <laughs> By the way, they yeah, edited I mean, that out now. Really? Yeah, it went viral, I paid and for now it, and it like I it. Um, you can get a copy with that, but if you watch it on TV, it's like they edited out that ridiculous part. It's the only part that they made different from the original. I know it's like editing out the the Samuel Jackson snakes on a plane line. <laughs> you know what's the funniest thing about Nick Cage though is even when he's acting bad, he is still trying his best to act good. Like there's other actors that will have bad performances, but they're like he, they weren't even trying. You can't say that about <laughs> Nicolas Cage. He is always trying. No, like yeah. if you watch a Bruce Willis movie now, he's just like dead inside. He's oh, like, that's true. I want to get true. my kid a car for Christmas, so. I'm doing <laughs> diehard vengeance 11. Russia hacking.com. I think that there's the some of the complexity of Nicolas Cage and how he's doing so many like cuz he choose he'll do anything and I think I I don't I don't know the facts but I know that it has something to do with just he's like a crazy person who can't who like just like loses all of his money all the time. Yeah, he's uh he yeah, he's notoriously bad with money so he has to do a bunch of red box movies <laughs> he, he's like the face of red box right uh i don't know i i can't remember the last time i've seen one of those does red box make their own movies i thought like red box is just like blockbuster <laughs> they, they made one um Didn't have nicholas cage <laughs> and i was at like a i was at a taping for a show 
that, like a cooking show. And for some reason, um, fucking what's his name uh, that used to host America's Funniest Home Videos was there. Uh, Bob, Saget? Bob Saget. Yeah. Bob Saget was host was hosting a cooking show. It was really weird. <laughs> like, that sounds amazing. I wish I saw this. <laughs> uh, it it might. It might go up. It was an episode of Beat Bobby Flay, and like I, they paid me to be in the audience, and it's just he's Whoa. just there, and he was promoting, he's promoting the first Red Box d- produced movie ever. What year was that? And like 2015. Um, 2019. I did it last year. I was really broke. Whoa. Well, how did you get that gig, man? How do you get that broke? You can, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, they paid you like like you'd sit through like four tapings, and they'd pay you like. 80 to 100 dollars in cash um dude i would do that like so much well you can't now because of corona yeah so charlie as today's big presenter can you present the first movie trailer we'll be watching today today's big presenter okay ghost rider was my choice because i remember this trailer actually and i need to know if it stands the test of time that it has in my memory because I don't remember. It was 2007, so I was like, I don't know, 10 years old or something. Um, you were nothing but a big fat loser back then. Yeah, and I... I'm not uh, going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought it looked so absolutely badass when I was 10 years old that I was like begging my mom to take me to see this movie. And she was like, no, absolutely not. And I was like pretty sure that that meant it was like too violent or something. But... I mean, as I believe this movie did not age too well or do well at all to begin with, uh, I think that I need to know if it really was as badass as I thought or if it just I was an idiot or something. You know what I mean? So let's find out if Charlie had good taste or if he's a big fat idiot. Uh, Let's find out (laughs) and uh, let's watch the first trailer, which is 2007's Ghost Rider. Taking a dirt nap after that ragdoll today. I got lucky. Luck don't cover it, JB. You got an angel looking after you. Maybe it's something else.
the the trailer makes it look like not a terrible garbage movie. Yeah, except for the CGI was terrible. It's dated. Yeah, but I can totally see this is exactly the kind of thing that I would have been into when I was like 10 years old. Also a huge fan of National Treasure. Dude, I thought that was still pretty good. Like, I'm kind of jacked up to see Ghost Rider right now. Yeah. No, dude, don't. It's so bad. But it's the trailer. So bad. The trailer, the trailer, trailer is good. <laughs> the this is good. one of those. I knew it. Can we start like a, a Hall of Fame for trailers that are good for movies that are horribly bad? I think this one makes it the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That, this is on there. Dude, because yeah. Eva Mendes has big boobs and she's hot in that. Big lies. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, that's first off the bat. Second off the bat, Nick Cage. I always want a movie with him in it. And then third off, he's on fire. Nick Cage yeah. is is like is like mentally on fire, emotionally on fire all the time. But to see him physically on fire, it's like everything I've ever wanted in life. So I want to yeah, see it. That that was that was that trailer. At least I don't I can't speak of the movie, but the trailer was badass. Badass. He was like whipping around on his motorcycle. I'm the only one who can be in both worlds, and it's like, man, that I, that looks cool. This was <laughs> this was a, a I I went on a first date to this. And <laughs> became, Whoa, <laughs> I did, and we bonded over how horribly bad it was. And she was like my high school sweetheart. I dated her for three years. Whoa, this movie. This was Come our. On. This was our memory wait there a special little place in your heart i hope this movie didn't bring yeah. back bad memories for you i'm so sorry dude yeah it kind of did and didn't <laughs> like the the thing i remember most from this movie that we bonded over was so sam elliott's like his mentor or whatever and he's supposed to be really wise but he has this line that's like make the choice or the choice will make you and it that's, makes it's nothing it makes badass. no god dang sense <laughs> No god dang sense. It's one of those dumb, like, horrible memes where, like, a ghetto Bugs Bunny will be saying that. Like, it's yeah. so bad. Well, the it's funny like part not deep at all. is that this was a movie that you thought would make a good first date movie. So, I mean, it had to have Wait, been. You saw the trailer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I saw it. it. The no holds barred adrenaline fueled thrill ride. <laughs> so, uh, I, I want to play a little casting what if with you guys. They, they originally thought for this movie either these three actors before they had Nick Cage, John Voight, Johnny Depp, and Eric Bana. Eric Bana was big then. <laughs> I can see Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp would be good. Eric Bana turned this down so he can do the Hulk. I don't know which one would have ruined his career more. Oh, no. <laughs> I think the fact that, uh, like, I don't think anyone would remember this movie if it wasn't if it didn't have um Nick Cage. Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He's so like he makes it watchable. Him like his head on fire and running around. <laughs> Heads on fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I, I would give this trailer like a serious eight point five is what I have to say about this. Movie. I'm gonna give it an eight point four, but I like where you're going, Charlie. Thank you. I'm gonna give it a seven for being a little long. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah. The ending. You know, could have been a more abrupt. You, you, you know what's also funny about Nick Cage in this movie? Up the, in the comic books, this character is supposed to be a badass. So Nicholas Cage said to a reporter that um, I actually fought them to make this character more sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't enough depth. <laughs> I think it's like worth noting, like it's really bad because it it like the CGI is bad and it it's over the top, but it also takes itself really, really, really seriously. 
and because like there's like no jokes in the movie and like like the what it's oh seven so the next year iron man would have come out and then he's like wisecracking and they they invented this new like kind of humor that they injected into it and that just like gave us like superhero fever that we still have so what you're saying like is that years because later. of ghost rider we have the superhero fever you think this is no so nick no ghost rider ended <laughs> ghost rider was so bad that they had to end the whole dramatic superhero thing and add jokes to it yeah oh i see what you're saying yeah that's pretty badass you know what's funny it's i think uh ghost rider was like our first date and then iron man was like one of our last dates for <laughs> for at least for movies wow uh, that's funny you're always going through these like emotional discoveries on this yeah it's really i, I have a relationship with movies charlie i'm glad have, to be a part of it I, they're in my blood yeah Derek, you have to have a relationship with movies, or movies are going to have a relationship with you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I had to do That's it. Today's big callback. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. Very good. <laughs> Five stars. I'm proud of you. And for today's big fun fact, a stuntman on this set to sue them for a million dollars because they refused to pay his medical bills after he fell off a motorcycle. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Oh my god, that would be awful to be like. I would be pissed off too if I'm like I have. It has affected my career. I am disabled now because of this turd of a movie. <laughs> oh man, he's the real Ghost Rider. He ghost rides in our hearts. Nick, Nick Cage was also nominated for a Razzie for worst actor because of this movie. He didn't win it though. Damn, that's. I forgot about the Razzies. You can't, whenever Nick Cage is brought up, I'm also always thinking about the Razzies. Like the two and two go together like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So uh, should I give this old uh, movie a uh, rating for the tomato meter? Yeah, yeah. Tomato meter. The thermometer. The Mosey on over to the old. <laughs> um, I think it's real bad. I think it's going to be like a 10. Yeah, I'm going to go. As in percent. I think I have to go above you then. So I'm going to go 25. Whoa, whoa, Charlie, slow your roll. You just won the first Rotten Tomato of the day. It was, yeah. a it was a 26, making you one point away. Fuck yeah, I knew it. I That's knew it. way too high. I just <laughs> didn't have the confidence to pull it off, but I knew it. And this is what the tomato people say. They say Ghost Rider is a sour mix of morose... Gloom, hysteronics, admits jokes, jokey puns, and hammy dialogue. What's a hammy dialogue? Can someone explain that for me? Hammy is like when you're like really playing it up. You know what I mean? Like you say something yeah. and they're like, let's say you look right into the camera in the middle of Ghost Ride and you're like, not today, skeleton motorcycle guy. And you're like being all intense. Like, oh, what a ham. He's really playing it up for the So camera. in my family, we don't say we don't say hammy for that. We say cagey for that in honor of Nicholas Cage because he's so hammy. Whoa, because he's a ham. He's a yeah. ham. <laughs> he is a ham. I love the man, though. Got it. He's a grade A front of the grocery store, boar's head. Honey smoked ham. Oh, I know a thing or two about boar's head. I used to sell, I used to work at a grocery store. I used to sell the boar's head. Ah. If every pig was bacon, we wouldn't have Nicolas Cage because he's such a ham. What? 
Come on, I was trying to be funny there. I was what? trying to be funny. Come on. Well, let's call that a swing and a miss. <laughs> Roger Ebert refused to do this movie. <laughs> so we got a New York Times review on the movie. Can we pull that up, guys? Yeah, let's get it's very short, in fact. Let's give it to him. Here's a New York Times article about uh it's Please called read the first sentence. Let's, let's read it. It's called The Devil Made Me Do It. And that, you know, doesn't sound promising. <laughs> Is the world ready for a flaming Nicolas Cage? After a long boom, boom. Yeah. perfect sentence. Perfect sentence. After a long string of financial flops, this idiosyncratic actor is placing his faith in a comic book character with a combustible body and an addiction to jelly beans. Hmm. <laughs> in Ghost Rider, Mr. Cage is Johnny Blaze, a daredevil biker who once made a deal with Mephisto Mephistopheles. <laughs> Excuse me, Mephistopheles. Dude, I was so close. Anyway, Mr. Philopheles. Wait, Mephistopheles. Mephistopheles. You mean Eva Mendes? Yeah, no, Peter I think it's a laxative. It's like acidophilus. An orange-eyed Peter Fonda and is now required to hunt down wayward demons while shooting flames from every pore. No wonder he listens to the Carpenters. What do you mean, no wonder he listens to the Carpenters? Are you saying that as someone who's seen the movie, you don't know what that means? Well, it's just they're like, he, he, yeah, flames shoot out of every pore of his skin. No wonder he listens to the Carpenters. Yeah, no, I thought I assumed I assumed that was a reference that there's like some sort of Carpenter in the movie. No, the band Carpenter, you idiot! Are you not a music fan? Do you not understand music music history, bro? <laughs> not in relation to this movie, quite. The Carpenters—they're a band. Bad guy likes the band. He has fire <laughs> seeping out his pores. No wonder he listens to the Carpenters. It's self-explanatory because the Carpenters make this <laughs> emotional inside of you that makes you feel hot and heated, like somebody who has fire inside of you. Do I, uh, you guys don't understand music? Uh, <laughs> Can you? Are you allowed to like? Are you allowed to like? Put like a like a five second clip of their like chillest song right after he says that. <laughs> I did not understand that reference, I guess. Not at all. Because I'm just imagining Joey being like, it's all, it gets you fired up, just your demons and the flames. And then just them like, I'm on top of the world looking down on creation. I can't believe that I had to explain that to you guys because you guys call yourself musical artists. And I'm just a guy with a dream who likes the Carpenters and feel fired up about it. (laughs) You have any final thoughts on Ghost Rider? Um... It was not a good movie. Charlie? I would say that this is one of those interesting cases where it's got a pretty badass trailer and it just kind of shits the bed in the theaters, which is like kind of like my favorite part of this podcast where it's like you get to you get to like find the gem that is the trailer of what would otherwise be a disappointing and shitty movie. So, you know, that's, you know, my silver lining to this so um the next movie that um we're gonna see nicholas cage's agent told him not to be in it because he thought it was gonna be such a bad bad movie and that movie is vampire kiss let's cue it up baby how was your weekend it's all right you know 
There's nothing worth shattering. He was an ordinary guy. Morning, everyone. Morning. Looking for an extraordinary love. I'm Peter Lev. Rachel. I brought this girl up to my place the other night. It started with a kiss. Really hot. A very special kiss. You wanted her very badly. Yeah. A kiss that could drive you mad. I hate interrupted love affairs, don't you? Yep, 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 yep. It's affecting his work. There you are! It's a horrible, horrible job. And you have to do it. It's ruining his appetite. My next appointment with you is uh, Tuesday afternoon. I'd like to make it sooner. It's spoiling his sleep. Shooter. And don't think people haven't noticed. Am I getting through to you, Alva? He is so eccentric. My, my. For Peter Lowe. Oh, Shooter. That's just love. Love? Love. In the big city. Yeah! Don't laugh. I'm a professional. I don't laugh. I'm a vampire! Nicholas Cage. The tortures of the damned! Maria Conchita Alonso. Shoot. Do it or I'll fire you. Do you understand? <laughs> Not the floor, Alva. And Jennifer Beals. You are so pathetic. Vampires kiss. Strange stuff. I'll never do that again. Jeez. That was wow. one of the craziest trailers that we've ever seen on this fucking podcast. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> Watching the movie. Oh my god. That whoever narrated that did not see the movie. Holy shit. On IMBD, it says the plot of the movie is after an encounter with a neckbiter, a publisher executive that was already considered weird thinks he turns into a vampire. So he already is like considered a weirdo before the he's vampire. Not, he's right? already like an awful like clearly he's not at in Wall Street, but he's like this awful like wall street like <laughs> business guy who's like horrible he's a, so he's a book like, publisher he's like the like the girl he keeps like verbally abusing in the trailer he does it throughout the entire movie <laughs> and like even like she calls out sick and cries and like he goes to her house to verbally abuse her more and I, I don't know if he's even like bit by the vamp vampire yet there is no vampire it's like he open he leaves his window open and he gets bit by a bat and basically, um, what he ba like he 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 brings that girl up to his apartment. A bat got into his apartment, bites him, and he gets um like he they don't say rabies, but it's like he go he goes crazy because of rabies, and thinks he's a vampire. It's not one of those movies where it's like, oh, is he a vampire or is he crazy? No, he's like. He just goes crazy, like he's and starts he's crazy and goes crazy and is an awful person the entire movie, and then like that's like it. It's no growth other than going mad. And that was honestly the trailer too. That wasn't just the movie. That also described the trailer perfectly, Derek. Yeah, they show a lot. This is one of those movies where it's like it's clearly so shit, and like I don't know why he was talking like that the whole time. It was so strange. But for some reason, it's so 
bad that it crosses over the barrier and it is it looks so good like i really really want to see this it's movie a now. really fun watch yeah and like right off the bat you're like why does he have that accent where is he supposed to be from he's already weird and you you like you know like in, in movies where they like descend into madness they kind of yeah. like start kind of normal and then descend yeah. and but he's like already insane and like only nicholas cage could like start from a hundred and go up to a thousand <laughs> and now with the fact that this movie looks shit in mind i'm still going to give this like an a seven and a half maybe even an eight i'm gonna go full on eight for this trailer just be, I, I am like i have to watch this movie now the point of a trailer, yeah. Charlie, as we said before, is to make you want to see the movie. It doesn't matter if the movie's good or bad, but it makes you want to see it. So I'm giving that trailer a fucking nine. Because I, I want to see yeah. that movie now. And to ask, answer your question, he Derek. Really piqued my interest. Derek, he claims he got that voice because that's the voice his dad would use when he was mad at him. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, you mean not in the movie? Like, that's what Nicholas Yeah, Cage Nicholas Cage came. That's the voice his father in real life used when he was mad at him. This movie is so strange looking that I thought that it would have been possible for what you are saying to be that in the movie, the character explains that his voice is that way because his father used to get mad at him and talk like that. The director and the writer kind of had a plan for what this movie was going to be like. And Nicholas Cage took it over and decided... He made most of the decisions on set. He basically co-directed this film. Like, for example, the, the writer only wrote that the guy would eat raw eggs. And Nicolas Cage took that note as like, oh, so I'm going to be eating cockroaches and like my own, like, like the feces, right? <laughs> and the director, and the director, I guess, like, was like such a new director and that Nicolas Cage was famous. So he was like, I'm going to trust him on this one. <laughs> I'm gonna trust oh about this one. The cockroaches wow. scenes are so bad. Like you, it's and it's from like 1988, so you can tell like there's no way they could have faked that he's eating real cockroaches, and he does no, it really? like three times. That's real. Yeah. Most of the stuff that Nicolas Whoa. Cage does in this movie was Nicolas Cage's decision. Like him jumping on the tables, his decision. Uh, and there's yeah, a shot of him. There's a shot of him going up to hobos in this movie and being like, "Stab me in the heart with this cross." Those were real hobos, not union actors, and like they almost got, they got in trouble for filming that scene. Wow, oh this is God. like an amazing movie. It's amazing for the wrong reasons. Nicholas Cage went all out. <laughs> yeah. The movie is just like a horrible asshole goes crazy, and that's it. He doesn't have a like you. You see someone like really truly irredeemably awful, like an Ebenezer Scrooge kind of person at the beginning of a movie, and you're like, all right. The, whatever the event is going to make him like become good or change or get justice and it just doesn't happen he just gets worse wow i've literally never been more intrigued by a movie that seems so bad <laughs> it's crazy wait a second does this exist because if it doesn't i want to see this imagine a christmas carol one-man show where nicholas cage plays every character that's like what I was, I was thinking like um this if, if you were ever wondering what the mind of Nicolas Cage looks like. It's like, I guess this movie, because if he made all like the calls, like <laughs> this is such a strange thing. You know what I mean? What is this yeah. dude? His agent oh. begged him not to do this movie. That's the funniest <laughs> part. Yeah. This is his passion project. <laughs> wow. oh, and we, uh, 
we saw the meme picture. Yeah, exactly. That was that was. I've seen that meme so yeah, many times. That's I would have never known. This is the most canonically um, Nicholas Cage movie. It's the most Nicholas of Cages. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm sorry to like keep running like these like random fun facts at you guys, but they're too good to not say. Nicholas Cage on multiple interviews have said that this is some of his best work. This movie, <laughs> and the director also said. I feel like very few people really understood what me and Nicolas Cage was going for in this film. <laughs> Honestly, like, I kind of, like, I, this is making me really love Nicolas Cage so much more than, like, you know, I, that's awesome. He's he's a fucking insane person. Whoa, now. guys, give me your vampire scores. I, I got crazy shit to tell you. Okay, okay. Um... For uh, the uh, Rotten Tomato Mometer. Yeah, did I say vampire score? I meant tomato scores. (laughs) (laughs) scores. I will give this uh, a 12 vampire score. Is that also your tomato score too? Yes, correct. Derek? Uh, My tomato score is like 20. And my vampire score is two bloods. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Uh, guys, this is going to blow your mind. Rotten Tomatoes critics gave this 61%. What? Whoa. So this is a good movie. It's not a good movie at all. <laughs> not it's a good fun. <laughs> it's not fun, a good but movie, not but good. it's not. It's, it's a 61. And, and this is what they said about it. This is the shortest critic consensus I've ever read. He's a vampire. He's a vampire. He's a vampire. I am a vampire. I am a vampire. Have either of you seen Mandy? Kind of. I thought that movie was amazing. I kind of watched it. I, I re- highly recommend the movie Mandy. And the reason why I suggest Mandy and the reason why I'm bringing it up is because that movie is made by this guy. Uh, and his only other film that he's made so far is called Beyond the Black Rainbow, which is a movie that is so confusing and there's like the whole time i was watching i was like whoa this looks insane but i have no idea what's going on and then even when it was over i was like no idea what just happened and i feel like uh man and so mandy was an amazing movie and i feel like that this movie that vampires kiss is kind of like maybe that is something that nicholas cage is into some sort of like really weird kind of convoluted shit and that's why things like mandy are amazing because that movie also was very strange and it ended up just being a giant rampage movie with weird colors but i loved it yeah you know what it feels like it's like in the 80s like the word yuppie kind of emerged there was a bunch of yuppie hate and like probably right before this like um what's american psycho came out so this is probably just like Mm -hmm. yuppie hate porn with Nicolas cage i don't know what yuppie means but if being a yuppie is bad, then consider me bad because I like Nicolas Cage in this movie. Boom. Oh, well, then you full you then you fundamentally misunderstand what yuppie means. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't understand. I like Nicolas Cage. I want to be I'm a yuppie, I'm not a yuppie. Does it really matter? A yuppie yeah, is like a young way professional. Off. It's you're like way a suit. Off, yeah. Some, yeah, yeah, someone who like goes to work for like a company, otherwise known as some sort of wage cuck, you know? Yeah. Uh, Wait, so, I thought we established that cucks only exist on boats. Yeah, totally. We're, we're on the same page. <laughs> that was embedded in what I was saying. So yuppie, <laughs> so so yuppies are boat cucks as well. I'm, this is so much for me. Can we can we go on to the review? <laughs> yeah, give us the review. 
All right, I'll, I'll take the review on this. So we couldn't find the Roger Ebert review on Vampiricus, but we found a, a review from the ringer.com that has some quotes of Roger Ebert's review on Vampiricus. So I'm going to read this whole thing, if that's okay with you guys. Now, that's strange. You're going to read the whole thing? It's really long. This is a, this is a huge article. <laughs> no, the whole paragraph uh, with Roger Ebert. Can you find that? If you can find that paragraph, you can read it, but I'll read it. I'll just read it. <clears throat> Nobody knows exactly when Vampire Kiss became a cult favorite. It began during the 1990s when Jim Carrey repaid millions for a sort of demand slapstick that got Cage vilified. As Cage profile rose, Vampire Kiss began to make sense as a gateway to the manic side of his career. To whatever extreme Cage is known for portraying, characters deep in the throes of madness or obsession, to being unafraid to crawl out of a limb, saw it off, and remain suspended in air, as Roger Ebert put it. Vampire Kiss, ser- <laughs> Vampire Kiss served as the blueprint inspiring his own self-described... See, I need Charlie or Derek. I can't read this word. It's like Navua Shamanek. Oh my God, where is it? I think it? that was enough. I, I think we got the idea. I think that was pretty cool what he said. I, I like how he said that Nicolas Cage has a manic side of his career. I feel like that's totally accurate. You know what I mean? That's what this yeah, is. Yeah, that makes sense. So, after my terrible reading of that review, what are our last thoughts on Vampire Kiss? I love it. I want to see it. I can't wait to watch it. I Yeah, I am so absolutely intrigued, and I will watch this movie. You should watch it. It's a lot of fun, but also, like, really gets under your skin. Like, <laughs> you should have a, sh- a shower or, or a whiskey after... Or both. You're like, oh my god, that was something. A whiskey shower. Have a whiskey shower. <laughs> so the, I have a little story for this next movie we're going to watch. Uh, this next movie trailer is called Knowing. It came out in 2009. And I think I was 13 years old. And a, a friend who I was very wary of at the time convinced me to go to the movies with him. Because he was like, bro, there's these two girls they want to make out with us. I'm like, how do two girls I've never met before want to make out with me? And he was like, he convinced me. He was like, we got to go to the movies and make out with these two girls. So I was like, we're going. And I convinced my mom to give me like $15 so I can pay for a movie. And we we go to the movie and there was only one girl there. And the movie we're going to see is, is Knowing. And I was so confused and annoyed. But my mom already dropped me off. And I didn't want to tell my mom to pick me up because that would have been lame. So I was like, okay, I'll watch Knowing. And we go in to watch Knowing. <laughs> Before the previews end, the guy and that one girl just start intensely, like, sloppy making out. You can hear, like, their lips clapping. So I then have to climb two, like, rows below them to get away from them. I'm now sitting by myself (laughs) in an empty theater watching Nicolas Cage's Knowing. And um, I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it was bad. But it distracted me from my weird hangout session with these two weirdos. So... Why would he invite you? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) That is so strange. So I thought I had to choose this trailer for today's episode. Yeah, let's get it. You and me together forever. 50 years ago, the students of William Dawes Elementary imagined what the future might hold. Today we unveiled their legacy. It's a list 
dates. Every major global disaster for the last 50 years in perfect sequence. The next number on the chain predicts that tomorrow, 81 people are going to die in some kind of tragedy. Get off the train. Why? What's wrong? Just take the baby and get off the train. put the presumed dead at 81. The prediction came true. It's not coincidence. Don't let him watch the news. Why won't you tell me what's going on? They were here. Who? The Lucifer people. The numbers are a warning. They're a warning to everyone. This is not a test. This is an emergency broadcast transmission. Are we gonna die? I will never let that happen, Caleb. Do you hear me? Never. Wow. Wow, I hated that. Yeah, 13-year-olds definitely make out to that that movie. Oh, yeah. This is what people who really hate National Treasure think National Treasure is. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of. Because who hates it was National like, Treasure? There, I've run into so many people who hate National Treasure. Oh, it sounds like you bring up National Treasure a lot. Yeah, I'm talking about it constantly. <laughs> Charlie, get over it, dude. Stop making everything in your life surrounded around National Treasure. There's more to your life than just that movie. There's a sequel. There's a third one. No, there's not a third one yet. I've been fucking waiting for it since I was a child. <laughs> but anyway, this movie reminded me of National Treasure in that it, it was the performance. It's like almost a very just similar Nicolas Cage performance where he was just like, you know, furrowed brow, like concentrating. It was like the way that he like handles the news is like, no, this is real. It was like the declaration, you know, it's just, it was, but like this was way, way, way more cheesy. And just, you know what makes me really upset? This movie made $200 million off a $50 million budget. How, how? I feel like this is what people liked in 2009. You know, I feel like I never saw, I know for a fact, I've never seen the trailer or the movie. But I feel like I've seen how many times how many times have you seen uh, an action movie with a train crash like exactly like that? Dude, it's what the people want. Can you get mad at Nicolas Cage for giving it to people? It was yeah, that there was like a huge resurgence of like disaster movies until like twenty twelve came out. We're like, all right, yeah. we're good. Yeah, because no more, please. There was like a ton <laughs> the nineties were like all all about that. Independence like Day, Y2K. all these things. So many things, and then 9-11 happened, and we were like, oh, okay, we've, I don't want to think about disasters for a while. And then <laughs> I feel like around this time is when people felt... Let's um, push the like envelope again. that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then like it's immediately... It's no longer we're like, too soon. And we're like, oh yeah, these aren't very good movies. Uh, you, yeah. you, you can't outrun a volcano. That's really dumb and bad. Yeah, um, and it's like, how the fuck did he survive that train crash? So, uh, for the people yeah. back home who uh, are not watching the trailers with us, I just want to break this down for you. It's a guy, he has a son, he reads numbers, the numbers tell him that bad things happen, 
then bad things happen. And then he goes, it's all in the numbers. Did, did I miss anything, guys? Or was that the whole thing? <laughs> I hate yeah, that. Yeah, you, I you, hate you missed that one so thing. much. Go ahead. You missed one thing, which was that it all it, it was in a time capsule. You know what I mean? It's like if you thought it needed to be more cheesy, they got the fucking number sheet out of a time capsule. Oh, oh, but that the time was capsule like wasn't school. But it wasn't from the past. The time capsule was from the future. That was the weird thing about it. I think that thing was from the future because there was like a weird alien element. You know that oh, like there's whisper weird, like, people. It just keeps yeah. getting worse. There's like these strange creature humanoid people in the distance of like a lot of the shots, and you're like, uh, who, who are they? They, I guess they make the disasters. Really? Well, what? Seems like it. Guess what those aliens did not have, Charlie? Uh, T and Genitals. motherfucking A. There was no tits, no ass, so Knowing's uh, trailer gets a fucking <laughs> two in my book. It gets a two. I would have loved some alien uh, no. uh, boobies. Alien boobies with alien milk coming out of them. I would have, I would have drank that shit up. I, I would have passed it off to my friends and my family. We would have had a great fucking Saturday watching Knowing. But they left that out, and so that movie's a two in my book. Derek? I don't think this is really a re- – it's not a redeemable movie. I think this, regardless of the genitals of the strange aliens, four. I agree with four. Four. I'll say four, two. No no, busty Ava Mendez. <laughs> uh, I also think this did terribly on the thermometer. I think this probably got – I would give this like a 30. I'd give it like a 40. It, it probably wasn't as big a stinker. I don't know. It's probably just forgettable. Wait, who won the last one? Uh, you did, Charlie. So no am, I the, am I the winner? And Charlie, you won again, dude. You got to Oh. This movie was this a th- This movie was a 33. A clean sweep. Baby. And this is what the critics had to say about it. Knowing has some interesting ideas and a couple good scenes, but it weighted down by an absurd plot and over serious acting by Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, it was over serious. I could agree with that. That was the real deal. That was Robert Ebert, and he gave it. Wait, that wasn't Robert Ebert. No, that was oh, a tomato meter. With the, with the, wait, do we have the E men for this movie? Do we have it? Yeah. We this is Robert have Ebert. Him. We oh got my God. him, everybody. He gave this. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> what, what was the what was the tomato meter? What, what, yeah, but what was it? What say again? What it got on the tomato the thermometer? It got a thirty three. Okay, now here's Robert Ebert with four stars. Oh no. That Derek, is shocking. but why? But why, Derek? <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever like read his like famously really wrong reviews? <laughs> There's like lists of stuff that he liked or di- or hated that's like every once in a while he just gets it way off. Well, this is one of them. And if he's given four stars, he like this is probably like he probably gave Forrest Gump four stars. Like this is a travesty. Yeah. This is what he has to say. You may have guessed from the TV ads that something very bad is unfolding for planet Earth. And you may ask, not unreasonably, how these two nice parents and their lovable kids can possibly have any effect on it. Ah, but that would be in a random universe and knowing argues that the universe is deterministic or does it? Your papers will be due before class on Monday. 
Huh. Fuck uh, Roger Ebert. Fuck Roger Ebert. Yeah. Anytime I've said anything nice about him, I take it back because this review is fucked. Yeah, this isn't my favorite review of his. Four stars. I feel like I don't see how this could have gotten anywhere close to that. So, yeah, wrong it, again. It got four thumbs down from me. My two finger thumbs and my, my two toe thumbs are all down. Yeah, I gave it two dicks down. Whoa! Where did you get that second dick from? Your Two mom? Dicks down. Don't worry about it. I know it was your mom. <laughs> um, I just like you know I've never seen this on the Ebs, man. I'm beside like, myself. I'm, yeah, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. <laughs> it was like uh, it was like so clearly bad. I thought. What you know how bad this movie is? The fun facts are even terrible. You want to hear the worst fun facts ever? Yeah, give them to me. Uh, I'm gonna give you three of them. Number one. Movie was filmed in Australia, but took place in Boston. So they made Australia look like Boston. That's fun, I guess. <laughs> uh, another, uh, <laughs> you want uh, to hear, hear another fun fact? Um, scientists have criticized this movie for not being scientifically accurate, but the director has spoken back and saying this movie is scientifically accurate, leaving you <laughs> to wonder who to trust, the director what? or scientists? And um, and this is the last fun fact. When Nick Cage was asked how did he prepare, prepare for this character who was a college professor, Nick Cage responded back, my father was a professor. That's all the preparation I needed. But the thing is – Wow, this is the second movie. That's the second movie he's taken inspiration from his dad. But here's the thing, guys. Nick Cage's dad was an English professor, not a fucking science professor. What the fuck is he talking about? What's the difference? You know what I mean? It's all book learning to me. <laughs> book learning nerds. <laughs> yeah, he's too. He's too. He's like the opposite of a yuppie. Book learning's for yuppies. So uh, overall, what did we learn about Nick Cage today? He's got a quirky side. What did he? Is that what he said? Quirky or no? A manic. manic. A manic. Yeah. Manic. A manic side. He's very manic. Esoteric. So he's manic. He's on fire, and he thinks he's a vampire. Thank you so much for listening. That is all for today's episode of the Trashing Trailers. Oh, no, the Trailer Trashing Podcast. I'm Joey Rinaldi, as always, and they were Charlie Bl- uh, Derek Blythe and Charlie Weintrick. I'm all over the place. I got to end this shit. I'm going manic myself with the Nick Cage. And uh, stay tuned for next week. With We have a new episode, probably. And I'm Joey Rinaldi again. Bye-bye. See you later, Nicholas. Goodbye. This was the cage match.